Is this movie funny or silly? He doesn't have to. No, it's not that. I, um... Play video game. No, I have low T. You need a costume in the middle of the night, and it's like, okay, I need a tuxedo and a mask and a cloak. I don't think many people think of a, like, a I would arcane think orgy. Orgy, right away. I know this. I was just wondering, how gay men getting by right now? What do you mean? How are, how are they not having anonymous hot oh, gay sex? Well, yeah, because they're <laughs> are they more in, in line with like strange? Oh yeah, 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 dude. I had a fucking uh, pal uh, slash former manager, the one who spanked my ass with the with the uh, with yes. the uh, spatula. Yes, he uh, yeah he fucking just like he like he knew like he talked all the time about how like he's like yeah you know it's really dangerous going out there and having like rando sex unprotected i could get the hiv he got the hiv yeah and it's just like he knew what you were doing and he knew who did it too it was that fucking like they're more in danger because they they do butt stuff because of the eggs. Yeah, yeah, you you tear you, you tear a butthole so really easy, really easy. In to fact, tear a it's like you're pretty much on a. It's like an almost zero chance that if you're not gay, you can get A's. My ass almost bleeds every time I wipe. Okay, how maybe, do you how do you think you it, have to be extremely negligent? How, how do you think it, <laughs> how do you think it works with butt stuff? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, sure it doesn't go well for you. No, not for you. No, not it's, with that kind of setup. It's a mess. It's all types of brown and red. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I just can't imagine them not fucking going to glory holes. You know, that's like the whole glory holes. You know, what I, I mean? didn't even think that. I think it was the way I was thinking of it. And obviously, they love that shit. None of us are gay men. We just have gay sex. So the thing I was thinking was, you know, how a lot of the time men are uh, at odds with women because they're like, well, I, I don't want a relationship. I thought we were just like having fun, but girls want to always label things. Sure. Do you know what I mean? I do. I'm not like this anymore, but I'm saying yeah, in, the, yeah. in my younger years. Maybe for handsome Gabe. That's yeah, the case. I know. Yeah, girls are just like, please, Gabe, I need to get that seed in me. <laughs> that Portuguese seed. Portuguese. Portuguese. I was just talking with my my coworker uh, today who he dumped this girl that he's been seeing because she kept fucking begging the question when he's like, listen, yeah. I, I got into this because... I told you straight up that I don't want a relationship. Did he say that it was the end of the begging? The end of the begging? What do you mean? <laughs> I, I appreciated that. <laughs> Go on. Too many inside jokes. I know, always. No, we talk about it on the show. I mean, it's, it's been referenced. It's yeah. a show reference at this point. Look back at your notes, Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to have to look at my portfolio. and. Uh, it's under. Uh, it's filed under M but, and G for gay. Like I was saying, uh, he was dating this girl and... Um, she also had a kid, so I can understand why he like distanced himself. That can be a messy situation. Raise another man's child. Yeah, and apparently the the ex is like he gets gets the kid half the week or something. And he's crazy, so in, in he's order, crazy. In order to put up with that, it's it's probably I can't not worth even it. deal with my baby daddy. But uh, to rope back around to the gay thing, I thought oh, it would yeah, be yeah. Where would we go? How do we get here? I thought it would just be that. A guy is like, eh, I just want the sex part. I don't want the relationship part. And the other dude would be oh, like, yeah. yes. oh, dude, that's cool. 
<laughs> oh yeah, this is a very very yeah. Just, just fuck my butt. I, I, we could have gotten here very easily, much easier without going into the whole women angle. I understand gay sex. I so, want it too. So that's that's all I'm saying is that yeah, I, I know. feel like men. Sure, there's, there's that more aspect of a mutual too. thing where like this is physical. There's that aspect too, but then also you got to look into like this. don't get your butt hurt getting your butt hurt. True, or your heart hurt when you get your butt mm-hmm. hurt. You want to get one heart hurt, not the other heart. Because you know your butt, it looks like an upside down heart. Okay. Yeah. That was a way homer. Yeah. <laughs> Think about bug chasers, dude. It's Ugh. like, yeah, like there's a whole there's whole gay subcultures of of like being like I'm gonna have the riskiest sex. Ah, I'm coming. <laughs> What's that shit? Chem. Chem sex. Chemical? It's called chem sex. They'll like weigh themselves and figure out the exact maximum dosage of methamphetamines and ketamine and all this other shit. Balance their pH levels and shit just so they can have the ultimate euphoric gay sex trip. Dude, you didn't hear about that guy who was almost the governor of Florida? He just got busted with like with a dead dead gay prostitute in his fucking. Oh, we've talked about this guy on the podcast. Different guy. Oh, that guy's going to jail though. The hey. guy we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. This Mazel is another guy. This guy's black. Black gay guy. Black gay guy. Now and you've he, got he's, my interest. He's like he's like a real Barack kind of like. Oh, uh, hey guys, I'm a moderate a Democrat, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I like uh, yeah, butt, yeah. butt fucking's good. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's uh he's a, he was a secret homo. Oh wait, so every his he, whole wait, wait, life wait, wait, wait. fell apart. Is he a butt fucker or butt fucky? There's no way of knowing that. You could ask him. I mean, jail. He he's going to was... jail for the unlawful death of a, of a gay prostitute overdosing I mean, on meth. I mean, if he's, if he's gay, room. that's not a bad place to be, really. No. Florida? No, I'm saying in prison. <laughs> oh. No, I don't think it works that way. Yeah, I, I don't the ones know who are that. gay gay, I don't think they're treated quite well. They need to get gay rough sex. I don't think it's like that either. Yeah. I've heard things about like using, like taking a razor blade to make butt lube. To the butt to make butt lube out of blood. You. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think blood works like that. I think it I think, works. I mean, I think spit w- doesn't really either, but it gets the job done. I, I can understand spit getting the job done, but blood is. Yuffie! We gotta get him out of here. Blood is Some a coagulant. Chinese restaurant. <laughs> they wouldn't take him. No, He's too, too annoying. Look at this stringy motherfucker. Uh, Terrible meat this one would have. Come here. Yeah, he's getting away. <laughs> Anyway, Cinepocalypse Now, shall we talk about movies? Gay sex. And, and mostly gay, sex. gay mostly gay sex. Yeah, I love how like there's usually like a nice through line of each episode where you talk about a lot of gay sex or farts. <laughs> some kind of combination of both. A little poop here and there. Yeah, a little oh yeah, some shit stories. Yeah, it's yeah. always good. Good times. Uh with your host, Scott Lizard Abrams. Gabby good to his mother Tasheda. And Big Daddy, Don Bodine. You know, it's so weird. I wish this thing was a little more responsive because, like, I hit it while you were saying the beginning oh. of it, and it still lagged. You were perfectly timed. It's not you. Oh, yeah, I know. It's I just got, a shitty act. I can cut it like a millisecond. You don't have no, to do that's that. that's cheating. That is cheating. It's an art It's game. like when I try to do the fade out of the song at the end. Yeah, you can't just use the fucking in-studio. In yeah. yeah. No. It's cheating. ridiculous. Um, so I missed out big time on the Garfield Eats um, live stream. Gabe, you were right. I saw some screenshots. There was a lot. Of, there were not a lot of. I could have. 
I could have made a whole thing out of this. I thought when you sent it to me, I was like, so you're watching it, right? No. I mean, it was it, it was on Friday. You were at my house when it was going on. Charity would have just had to put up with it. We would have just been like, Nathan Masri, we really want to know Garfield's, Garfield's philosophy. Eats. We want to know about Garfield's philosophy on things. What is, how does Garfield feel about COVID-19? <laughs> Hashtag these troubling times. You know what? Now I'm at the point where I'm like post-political and I'm just, I'm just basically, I'm at the point now where I'm like, we got to get these pedophiles. No, they swept that under the rug real quick. Well, we're still going to get them, dude. I mean, one of them's a candidate now. Who? Jo- Joey? <laughs> Joe Child Sniffer Biden. Well, yeah. no, dude, Trump's fucking boys with Epstein, too. Yeah, but he, he grabbed some pussies that are of questionable age, yeah, he, but at least no, they're not no, children. He likes, he likes adult women, but he fucking... Well, well, Biden likes children sitting on his lap. The whole thing's fucking crazy because, like, it's it's like they're like they're like a, a like six months too late and fucking clamping shit down after the how after their pedophile ring fell apart. They're seeing if they can or it didn't really fall apart. They just dropped one like loose at loose string. They're they're just seeing if they can uh, suppress everybody and get their mind off of all the, you know, child molestation. Well, no, that's we'll invent this big virus. Yeah, that... exactly. Yo, well, well, dude, how? Oh, this for fuck! I forgot to bring this up. You guys see the alien thing? No. Well, this is the thing that 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 blows my fucking mind is how they casually. Um, okay, so about a year and a half ago, um, or maybe a year ago, um, this this uh, footage got leaked from um, a navy plane. Uh, like with their their flight box, I guess. Like a black box. I, not even because it didn't crash. Okay, Cam- it's like, like their the cameras. cameras. Their okay. cameras. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Um, their surveillance cameras. Correct. And um, these navy guys who were like patrolling, I don't know where they were. I think it might have been the Pacific. They came across this um, object that moved unlike any other vessel ever, and it's uh, like weirdly oblong shaped, and it moved it's as a penis. Well, Chill, chill. Um, it might that. be, <laughs> but anyway, so it, it, it's like oblong shaped, and um, it moved as fast, if not faster, than the F sixteens that were piloting, being piloted, and it was able to change directions like back and forth very quickly in a way that I've no like known because the way the back planes- and forth very quickly oblong shape. You're saying it's a Mach five penis, possibly. You're being funny, but this is actually kind of big. I mean, here's the thing. It's like that penis. Yeah. Here's the thing. It, it really did... Well, do you want to pull it up? Your penis? I believe... It's like a 12-second clip. It's fine. It's like a 12-inch penis. Sure. But anyway, this is a fucking, like, something... It's it's a UFO in the sense that I can't identify what it is. Oh, it's a flying so object. And veiny. <laughs> But anyway, so, so before I play you this video, just know that it came out a year ago. Uh, it was leaked. I don't know by who. Probably someone in the Navy who was like, wow, this is big. Today, the dick, I mean, yeah, the Pentagon officially said, yes, this is our video. And yes, this is authentic. This is not doctored footage. And it officially released it. Check this out. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. Oh my God. Going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. Oh, dude. <laughs> so this footage. 
I love how this is fucking Navy pilots, by the way. It, Look at that thing, dude. It literally sounds like kids I play Call of Duty with. <laughs> why does... Okay, why do we have these fucking jets that shoot, like, million, billion dollar missile launchers, and then their footage looks like that? That looks like it was from... I think that was Infrared, game. But it looked like it was from fucking Doctor Strangelove. Like I'm it looked fairly like it came certain from a that was infrared, ago. and they made it black and white because it wouldn't hurt your eyes as much. Like fucking it, high eight, dude. I can't was accept it, that. Was it like at nighttime? Is that yes. why? Oh, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is really low quality footage. I mean, they, they should anyway. So it behaves unlike. So what do you guys think about that? I'm thinking it's probably a American, by the way. Um, experimental aircraft. I'd buy that. I genuinely, because by the way, the whole Roswell thing turned out to be the B-1 bomber. The, the stealth bomber. The one that looks like the fucking... Has that bat. been verified? You know, they came out with a Freedom of Information Act, I'm pretty uh, sure. They were like, oh yeah, we were testing the stealth bomber. A bunch of people saw it and fucking... Fuck him. So, so we yeah. told them it was fucking... It was uh, weather balloons. Do they release this <laughs> shit on purpose so that like the Koreans and then the Russians are like, yeah, what is this? This is crazy. I mean, yes, possibly, but I'm sure they are, the Koreans and the, and the fucking Russians already know Don't about it. Like no. They know about it, probably. Are we going to talk about uh, Kim Jong-un? He's probably k- kicking, dude. He's probably dead, right? No, there's a big question up in the air right now. Did I leave that in the episode? I can't even remember. Mm, I don't think we talked about it. Or we talked about it for briefly. like one minute and then moved on. So I, I heard that the South Koreans have like... They're, they've been watching the, uh, the North Koreans and they're like, no, he's well, fine. Well, no, they have to. It's They're an imminent threat at all times. Yeah, and they were like, oh, he's fine. But yeah, apparent the word on the street is is he had a fucking failed uh, like heart bypass surgery. I've heard or some that shit. too, but I th- also think it's very possible that he did have the heart surgery and he was just like, oh, I'm just not going to go out in public at all because of hashtag these troubling times. Yeah, but oh, but they had they haven't had a case of it there. Really? Yeah, just like, oh, by the way, when uh, they were called up on fucking human rights uh, uh, trials they're, th- for having concentration camps, they were like, um, no, we don't call them that. So, uh, no, we don't. We're not going to be accepting those no, charges. Uh, we don't have. We don't, don't have concentration have camps. Even though they do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, He's probably still alive. And if not, I mean... We wish him well. They're probably like, edgy. I know, I am looking for. I'd love to chill with fucking fat Jong Un. <laughs> fucking education camps. It's completely different. I don't know if you guys are talking about. Yeah. Well, no, they keep them there for three generations. I don't know if you knew that. Holy fuck. Yeah. Because they want to breed the idea of fucking, of like coming up against the government out of your family. That's how serious they are about it. So if you fuck up, and by the way, if you gave, so if you fucked up and you started getting its anti-government shit in North Korea, you, your whole family, like even Elvis and Sandy would have to go to fucking education camp. But they're older for three, than me. Doesn't matter. It's because they're punishing you all. But just to, it's like it's like the idea that okay, so if we overly punish everyone, no one's gonna fucking, de- no one's gonna even think okay, about it. Okay, it's kind of like that group mentality like they do in the military where they punish one person. They're like, alright, we're gonna punish everybody. Precisely, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's a whole country. That's writ large. That's fucked. I know. So, and then what about the whole, like, obviously the coronavirus started in China. China. Um, and there was like a social, like there was an uprising in Hong Kong. 
like they were waving like American flags a everywhere. While ago, and shit. Yeah. Well, and uh, that's that's stopped. <laughs> well, no, it already was stopped because they kind of won. So maybe there's an argument you could be making right here, unknowingly, Gabe, that the entire thing. No, that doesn't make sense. I was just going to say, why would China inflict that on itself just to hurt their own fucking dissidents? Well, then they don't have to deal with this uprising anymore. True, they did it all have to go home, at least for a time being. <laughs> because, I mean, we kind of treated communism the same way. We were like, all communism, bad. It will spread. Yeah. Well, the, the, the problem with that argument is that communism fails no matter what you do. Yeah, you no. don't have so to. Don't you don't have, have to, to try. Involved. You don't have to try to fuck with them. It'll just end up falling apart when people are like, "Fuck Jerome! I'm not fucking working for him." <laughs> There's so many Jeromes in Korea. It's it's, yeah. it's, a real yeah, it's like the it's second. A yeah, I know. It was like Kayla during the 1990s. <laughs> Guys, we need to just kick him out of the McDonald's and you know sort this whole thing out. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think I think Kim Jong Un's still kicking, but uh, but if he isn't, it's gonna be a fucking arduous process because there's gonna because you know what happened when Gaddafi fell apart in fucking Libya. He got right? stabbed in the butthole. Didn't he got he? stabbed in the butt <laughs> and dick. I didn't hear that. <laughs> Gaddafi. Yeah, no, I didn't. That was it, and that was the thing. We funded the the fucking revolution that did that too. That was it. Being American. That was yeah. a thing for a while too. You'd, you'd like punch somebody in the butthole. And you'd go, Gaddafi! That was like an internet sensation yeah. for a little while. Really? No wonder I didn't know about it. You want me uh, to punch you in the butthole? Do you feel left out, buddy? A little bit. That's like a thing in... Uh, what country in, in Asia is that? That where, Oh, no, I think it's Japan. Where if you go, like, stabbing someone with their with like your hand outstretched... It's some kind of butt. a game. There's like a statue it's of like, it somewhere. I've heard about it. Yeah, it's like a game where it's like a schoolboy game where it's like, Ah, I gotcha! It's like, like nut tap. But like it's up but your they, butt instead. It's nut taps, but up your butt instead. <laughs> I don't know. That's not really a snappy title, but I'll make it work. Yeah, <laughs> figure it out. That beer smells like piss. Can I smell? Can I smell that up close? Oh, that no. That this is not it. it it's definitely like, that. Does that smell like piss? It's definitely not this. No, I just smelt it. I don't know what you're talking about, but I just smelt it. You smell it? Does now? The cat I just smelt like it. This? It's gone now, though. It pee? went away. No, it did not go away. Did he pee on the fucking? No, the seat is dry. He just walks. It smells like it straight piss. It doesn't even smell like cat piss. It just yeah, smells like. Yeah, I was gonna say it smells like piss, piss. Smell mine. Too. I know, but he was walking under the table. The, he doesn't smell like piss it's inherently. I smell it. I smell the piss. I don't smell it anymore. It's not good. I smell the piss. Where the fuck did that I, come from? I have from? no idea. I thought it was. It, it, I smelled it as soon as you brought your drink over, but it's not your drink. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, not mine. It's not like rubbing alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. What the fuck? I don't smell it anymore. This house is haunted. Charity was on to something. Fuck. I disagree. Piss ghost. Piss ghost. Piss ghost. ghost. Dude, we, we've never talked about it on this show. Oh, God. Because it isn't real. Ghosts no, aren't real. No, fucking not shit. Real. Do, you, do you know her like big argument that what? she was she like... She heard Yuffie make a noise when she was in the shower. <laughs> that was it, wasn't it? No. It was... She like... She was like hungry, so she like poured herself a bowl of cereal and like put the spoon down on my bed and then like went to go sit down and eat the cereal and then like the spoon was gone. And I was like, <gasps> you fucking knocked it over. <laughs> <laughs> and it fell on the floor when you sat down on the bed. Oh, you know, like, simple physics. Weed. I mean, there is weed in here. That's not what, that's not what, that's not what piss smells Unless like. you're smoking a new strain, then yeah. in which it's case I'm going to... White piss. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking Actually, of which, Gabe was talking the ganj. Yo. Oh, were you? Gabe took the ganj. Yo, I got the I got the new John Zakem strain. You want to smell it? 
that was good. Yeah, Gabe took the gunch. It didn't seem to affect him that much. No, it usually doesn't. Yeah, and well, also you didn't like sit there for fucking an hour, me and my wife smoking <laughs> weed, like we were. But um, yeah, I, I do, I do on a, on occasion. Yeah, it enhances Socially. a it it enhances a nice uh, booze buzz. We had a good time. Yeah. I fucking spanked your gay ass in fucking Mario Party. Spanked I'm terrible luck. at Mario Party. <laughs> Mario Party is largely luck. That's what I said. It, it is. <laughs> There's some skill, but it's largely luck. It's largely it's luck. Like, it's like maybe more than 50% luck. I like WarioWare better. WarioWare uh, has better minigames. Am I going to go out on a limb by saying oh, they're I like sillier, WarioWare? I should say. They're definitely sillier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, they're not just, as funny, but they are fun silly. <laughs> Did we talk about that? I think we have. Oh, okay. Well, just to refresh your memory, <laughs> okay. Well, we used to go rent movies from Blockbuster. This, this movie, this movie we watched this week was pretty funny. It was we, extremely. We, we, funny. We would have liked to have rented this from Blockbuster. Uh, yeah, we would have been. I mean, I don't think we would have liked to rent this at the time. Maybe <laughs> I don't think we would have appreciated it as a, as a film. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, maybe uh, not. yeah you, maybe we would have thought it was so funny that we liked it. <laughs> we would have fast forwarded to the really funny scenes. The funny scenes, yeah. You know about the funny scenes, don't you, Gabe? I'm gathering that you think that sex was funny. <laughs> yeah, and that's what, yeah. how you describe it as a kid. Well, no, because we were renting movies from it Blockbuster. Made you feel funny? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. We were saying it's code. it was code. It's code. It's code. <laughs> no, we would go to uh, Blockbuster, and Don's mom, we she'd be like, "Whatever, get whatever you want." And so we, not whatever, she would check. And I would say to Don, "Is Dawn, this movie funny or silly?" <laughs> and uh, did she say that? No, she wasn't <laughs> in on it. That was the whole point. <laughs> So silly, <laughs> silly means funny. Like actually, ha ha ha, funny. It's a yeah. comedy. But we were hinting to each other: Does this movie have sex and nudity in it? By saying, "Is this movie funny?" Yeah. So because she like funny, she, like how? Like it has like sex, has tits in it. We get it. Anyway, this movie is fucking hilarious. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I watched it. I, I this is another one of those movies where I hadn't seen in entirety. Mm. But I had seen many parcels of. You had seen enough where you kind of had the gist, but or yeah. Did you, or did you? Or you feel you didn't have the gist? You feel like you didn't really get the like full picture. I feel like gained a lot from the full movie. Okay, honestly, I, 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 I gained that. like what I think is, by the way, the baseline story of it, rather than because I watched it prior to this for all the oh look, this is the fucking Masonic symbols and yeah. that kind of shit. And um, when I watched it this time, I was like, oh, this is a movie that at Joe Sixpack can watch and kind of understand in his little... We'll get into it. <laughs> but what was I going to say? Another thing I wanted to say, I apologize. I was under the false misconception that this movie took place in L.A. I was very confused because yeah, you're, like, you're like, hey, we're going to do this theme now. This, this month, this- sort of, where it's... <laughs> LA weirdness. And then they were like instantly like, hey, we're in New York. I, was like, I had no fucking idea. Uh, I guess the implication that I had in my mind was, oh, Kubrick was making a movie about Hollywood decadence, which you could argue he still is. Yeah. But at the same time. Well, we're all inclusive. We like Biggie. We like Tupac. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Actually, I don't really we like had Tupac, to include. You don't like Tupac? No. I'm a biggie guy. Okay. Well, we had to include so, we had to include New York, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know. We don't want to get shot Your at pizza Las Vegas. Delivered with nothing but respect. respect. 
this movie. Um, can I also before before we start talking about the movie, I was let's talk about the the performances. Okay. Um, um I don't know if we said the title, but oh, Eyes, oh, Wide, Eyes Wide, Shut. Wide Shut. I'm surprised. Well, they, they downloaded the episodes, but yeah, Stanley, Eyes Wide. Stanley Kubrick's final film. Yes, and he, by the way, worth mentioning, died six days after presenting his final cut to um the studio. What was well the studio? To, to um the person who was. The point man in, in securing oh. the film, and then also Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. I have it in my notes. Uh, final cut to Warner Brothers. Right. But also, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman were there. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. It so, also holds uh, film production at 400 days, holds the Guinness <laughs> World Record for the yeah. longest continuous film shoot. Mm hmm. And we'll get into later, we'll talk about the controversy about how he felt about the film. There is a bit of a tabloid sensation related to it. Mm -hmm. We'll get to it at the end. Uh, so Tom Cruise, oh my God, how... So this came out in 1999. What year did fucking... Um, Vanilla Sky? No. Uh, what year did American Psycho come out? Was it the same year? Holy shit, it's a similar performance. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I don't know what... It, there's some fucking hinky shit going on with there. Because in the book of American Psycho, Tom Cruise is a character. Oh, is he? Yes. Oh. And because he lives in the same building as, as Patrick Bateman. And Patrick Bateman purposely lived there so he could be like Tom Cruise. Mm. And this film, it he comes off not quite like Patrick Bateman in the sense that he's like a... In the sense that he's murdering, well, he's that kind of soulless yuppie. Yeah, I I wrote in my notes, Tom Cruise, just him him himself comes <laughs> off like him. He comes made, off. He made him give it off. The, it's for the first time in his life, Tom Cruise gave an authentic <laughs> performance. I was gonna. He comes off as a sociopath. But that's kind him. Kind of, yeah. That's kind of a just sociopath, him. But kind of like almost like a naive child, if you bit. know what I mean. Like bit. in the world where he's like. Where you can almost imagine that Tom Cruise plays this game in his head every day where he's like, oh, like, he's like, I don't know how Hollywood works. <laughs> this is crazy how I'm falling into all these great roles and stuff. And you can imagine he really, apparently they were, they were cast, Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise, by the way, married couple. At the comes time, very yes. big in, into play in this movie. I, I didn't think even, I didn't even know that they were married and they divorced shortly after it. Makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> um, I would divorce Nicole Kidman too. After She's this a movie. terrible actress. <laughs> well, yeah. she's she's the really the only thing that really drags us down. I'll for get me. into why she was chosen later, but anyway, um, they were chosen to play the two leads after a two-hour meeting with Kubrick after having never met prior to this? Yeah, because he was getting ready to die. He's like, I gotta get this fucking film made. God well, damn no, it. here's the thing. is His producer, or whoever was his, his point man on the fucking movie, was like, hey, Stanley, you think you could maybe use a fucking movie star for once? Like, uh, since Nicholson, he was the last guy used as, that's verbatim what the quote was. Mm -hmm. He was the last, like, leading man. Not that Nicholson's really a leading man. Mm, He's kind of a character actor. Well, but, when, when was The Shining film? The 70s? 1980. Well, it came out in 1980. Yeah. So. Okay. At the time, he was a leading guy. Right. So, yeah, fair enough. So, anyway, the, the studio really persuaded him to pick... A well-known um, actor. A, a star. Uh, and after a two-hour meeting of them, yeah, like I said, he picked him. And also, it's worth noting 
that Nicole Kidman's father was, after this movie, implicated in a child sex ring originating in Australia, where she's from. Hmm. So he's like the Epstein of Australia. I'm not even fucking kidding. So there's all these... We're going to get into everything, by the way. There's layers here. There's layers. It's like an onion. A blooming onion. Yeah, blooming onion. I was trying to come up with a a cheesy Australian thing to say about molesting children, but I I guess I'll... uh, I know. Touch the kids. (laughs) It's so bad. We'll delve into the plot here. So the movie is about a petit bourgeois, upper, upper middle class doctor from New York. So it's like kind of like, if you think about it in terms of like where you're going to be a doctor, I think New York is one of the top places to do it. Yeah. Know? But es- especially now during these troubling times. This is also based on um, a 1926 novella from novel dream story by Arthur Schnitzler Schnitzler like schnitzel so schnitzler. it's it's transferred from 20th century Vienna to be in fucking New York and uh, Kubrick actually bought the rights to this book in the 60s yeah so and he, he had like a bunch of different he was ideas making Lolita to make this movie. and then he was like yeah I'll just get the rights to this and <laughs> A lot of Jewish shit in that book, by the way. I read the Wikipedia article about that book. I mean... Very Jewish. Weeks of it. It does. And uh, also, by the way... Uh, um, I was excited for you Arthur, to do Arthur your Sh- Jewish voice whenever we talked about Ziegler. Ziegler! <laughs> no, uh, Arthur Schnitzler, though, he uh, was a... His children were friends with Freud's. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And we're going to loop back on all this Freudian oh, shit later. No doubt. I mean, it's definitely part of the theme of this. Mm-hmm. It, they were contemporaries, so to speak. So um, he is an upper, upper middle class kind of breaking into the what could be considered the elite in New York City. And he's uh, a doc. However, he's a doctor. I wouldn't call him the elite, but he has clients that are part of that. Elite. Sure. But mm-hmm. he's he's adjacent. Yes. And at the beginning he's, of the well, he's film, a doctor, yeah. it's Christmas, and he's invited to a one of his most wealthy clients. It's a very ritzy Christmas party. Christmas party at a clearly Jewish man's house. Ziggler. Ziggler. And um, he, he and his wife are simultaneously tempted by other people at the party. Okay, so not only do I just dislike uh, Nicole Kidman for her performance in this, but She's also terrible. her character in this, too. I mean, both of them, really. Well, I would say they're both equally terrible. I'm sorry. Rude. Just, and, and off-putting, and then, like, even we're, we're getting into, they're both tempted. Yeah. Right. Tom Cruise is tempted by, like, two young models. <laughs> She's tempted by this creepy wait, 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 Hungarian time out, time out. guy. Beep. Hang on. One thing of note here is that one of the models identifies their last name as being Windsor. Are you familiar with the, that, the surname Windsor? No. It is the name of the royal family in England. So she's a royal. I mean, I guess. Well, There's other people the impl- out there that, that name Windsor. One of, the things, one of the things about Kubrick's movies is that he's like known for saying every detail is important. Yeah, true. So if he put it in there, it means something. 
So the implication you'll you'll see why I later. know. Okay, I, I get I get what you're getting at. Yeah. So she's possibly related to the royal family. So these aren't just some fucking dumb whore model. This is some fucking rich bitch who's trying to fuck at a party rando who happens to be just a well-paid doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not anybody special. Yeah, but so he's tempted by two hot right. young women. Sure. She's tempted by, hi, I'm a creep and I'm Hungarian. That's who she's tempted well, by. Well, we, we, it unfolds later as to what kind of person she is. Right. Also, it's pretty obvious that he's latently gay. It's very, I mean, very obvious. I agree. Yes. And also, more importantly, it seems that this whole sexual world he's desperately trying to break into, but just doesn't have the feet for it. He can't pull the trigger with any woman. He has so many opportunities, he yeah. just can't. And also, by the way, Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> this Playing is himself. such a gorgeous movie when you think about <laughs> the implications of everything. <laughs> Charity was getting mad at me because there's like a bunch of times where he comes close, but I was like, hey, technically he hasn't done anything wrong yet. And she's like, <laughs> she's like seething mad. <laughs> um, so he is tempted, quote unquote, but he's, oh no, he's brought away from it again mm-hmm. um, by by Ziggler um, is basically killed a hooker in his room. <laughs> reminiscent, by the way, to me, just because the way the guy looks, I don't know what else that Sidney Pollock guy's in. Is he big? Um. He's supposed to be Harvey Cattell. Did you know that? Really? They filmed parts of it, and then they just ended up not having the... That would have been weird. Oh, that would have been good. That would have been creepy. I think think the the Jewy guy definitely does it for me. And I think he's a good actor. He's fine. I don't have a problem with him. I'm just saying, think about how fucking awesome it would be with Harvey Cattell. I'm I'm never going to say that. There's a specific line that he delivers (laughs) later on in the movie. All right, we'll talk about it then. Yeah. Well, I Remember the Harvey Cattell. No, I'm saying the Ziggler guy. Yeah, I know. He delivers it later on, and it was 100%. I was like, I see that like Kubrick definitely directed the way he said that line specifically, where he was like, do you know the kind of people? I'm not going to tell you the kind of people. It's something like that, uh, to that effect. And to me, it was kind of like... Well, I'm sure that it was in... would be really proud that you're saying that you could see him pulling the strings. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's so his he's usually so enig- he's usually so enigmatic and yeah. not hands off with his actors. <laughs> I don't know. It's just... I know I'm fucking with you. Uh, I, I, I I like this guy. He never makes a movie where I'm like I don't see where he was going with any of this. Right, you know so I mean? anyway, um... you haven't seen Barry London. I that's rated to, highly in a, and I, just, I know you, I just you don't have, like it. I'm going to check it out probably next. It. All right, well. I haven't yeah, whatever. Maybe we should do it so we can talk shit about it on the podcast or Don doesn't want to watch it again. Uh, I'll do whatever you say. <laughs> I'm I'm here on her. <laughs> so anyway, um he's tempted uh but then he gets pulled away to go save <laughs> fucking Ziggler who was a dead hooker pretty much. Yeah, she OD'd doing like a speedball. Speed ball, yeah doesn't really actually administer any medical help he kind of just makes sure she's still like not she's not out of it completely right but this is kind of an exercise in secret keeping that uh ziggler wanted to play with tom cruise which trust me with tom cruise has no problem keeping secrets so by saying that do you think that he was kind of seeing if he's okay with that kind of world was he kind of like preparing him for that I don't. I don't think I, it's deliberate. I, don't I think. think so well, no, I actually think that this entire film plays out 
as an initiator. We'll get to it later. I really think that the right from the outset of this movie, the story that is being told is about Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman being initiated into a sex magic, <laughs> satanic cult. <laughs> Mm, I'd say that's almost incidental. This movie is referenced so often in pop culture as being like, that's like the crazy fucked up sex party orgy thing. Right. I've always it's been hear, parodied many times. People always, it wasn't well received when it came out. Really? No. But a lot of people be like, that's but some, then again, neither was the shit. That's some eyes wide yeah. shut type shit. Like I've heard that in a lot of different things where people like, literally, that's just a way of describing right. something. Well, anyway... So meanwhile, Nicole Kidman is um, completely flirting with this fucking. Um, oh, she, uh, she's also guy. she's also drunk and really bad at. It's like she's never been drunk in her life. The way she acts, you're right. It's bad. You're yeah. not wrong. You're but not wrong. the guy's first name is Xandor, and I I believe that the that is, is a reference. Is he a fucking Japanese superhero? What S Z A N D O R. It's Hungarian. It's very weird. Go on. Anyway, but I believe that that was in a reference to Anton Zandor LaVey, who is the guy who started the Church of Satan. Mm. Uh, that's me. But I, I picked up immediately when I saw that guy's name. Mm. Um, and also, he references a poem which is not overtly referenced in the sh- in the movie, so to speak. But uh, he, the, the poem he brings up is a poem called On Betting Married Women. So this guy likes to fuck. And he knows that he's barking up a married tree. Also, it notice... It doesn't seem to be the the issue in any of these guys that they're true. fucking married Also women. notice that in the background of this party, instead of having traditionally looking, you know, nice Christmas... Decorations. Decorations with, you know, like big... like Usually it's like snowflakes and stuff. It's inverted pentagrams. Oh, I didn't even notice this. Yeah. <laughs> This is only my first time watching it, so yeah. I'm sure you can pick up on a lot more. I mean, you said you basically watched it before. I watched all like the fucking like this is this, you know. That oh, kind okay, of stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, or this is what it might be, you know, theories and shit. Okay, so they both pass on the sex that night. They go home and it shows them fucking actually. Mm-hmm. But is that actually happening right now, or is it a dream? That's no. a big theme in this movie. I think that that time they were fucking, but yeah, Maybe. I know what you're saying. Maybe. They were they were fucking each other, but mentally they were not fucking right. each other. Right, they were both thinking about the party that they were at. Yeah, but also it's kind of like when you're in a shitty relationship and you kind of just... Yeah, All right, Gabe, you don't have to spill your guts yeah. here. Go through, I'm, not, I'm not... I'm not... This isn't me. It's a joke. It's a joke. Stop projecting, dude. This, uh, where it's like you're kind of just going through, through the, the motions. motions. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, they're married. Yeah. yeah. A long time, by the way. Yeah. They have a fucking nine-year-old, a seven-year-old kid, and they've been married nine years. Mm-hmm. After that, it leads to some more great Nicole Kidman acting, because they're smoking a joint, and then she gets all loopy, like fucking weed is a hard drug. <sighs> I know. She's worse than him, too, because he seems like actually a guy who maybe smoked weed. Yeah. It was like, you know, like, you know, like looking away a little bit. Uh, but he's acting semi-natural. She was acting like she took heroin. <laughs> yeah, she she's sucks. like slurring her word and like you're crazy. <laughs> and so, in during this scene, I think he really he doesn't necessarily completely out himself as being like a gay guy, but at the same time, he also like really shows an antiquated view of what women are. 
and not in the like liberal gay sense, but in the sense that it's like, all right, be realistic with it. You know what I mean? He's like, well, women wouldn't, you know, like, wouldn't. They don't we, think that way. They don't think that way. Men just want to fuck all the time. Women have no desire like that. They just want to be, like, comfortable is basically how he puts it. Right. They want security. Yeah. We introduced the idea of there being a strong military person who fucks her. Uh, or she at least desires that kind of power and status. Mm-hmm. She likes semen. She does like semen, seemingly. It seemingly doesn't. like semen. There's also a point in that scene where she does this like forced laughter that's really cringy. She to does me it a too. few times in this movie, actually, especially in that dream. The, it's uh, so fucking terrible. Yeah. She sucks. Mostly. Why does she have a career besides the fact that her dad's a pedophile billionaire? Her dad's a pedophile yeah, billionaire, and she was married to Tom Cruise, who's a successful actor. So a Successful gay Scientologist actor. <laughs> yeah, well... She's riding on coattails is basically what we're saying. All right, fine, fine. Do you know what I mean? I mean, she had other things, though. When they started filming this, um, she was in England filming a movie, and he he came not filming a movie to meet her there. Okay. So what the fuck? How does she have a career? I don't know. So, okay, so they get into this fucking retarded argument. I'm just going to keep on digging into her because she's by far... The worst thing in the movie. You won't hear any arguments from me. Okay. <laughs> uh, to me, that's not what the movie's about. It's not about that, but I'm saying she like she like broke me away from the story every time. I'm like, oh, I know what this you mean. bad. I know what you mean. So uh, we're on yeah the second day, and again, this is like two days before Christmas. This is kind of impingent to me thematically on what is going on in this whole thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's supposed to be like the most Christian and wholesome time of the year. And meanwhile, these fucking rich people are fucking and having these fucking fucked up orgies and possibly killing people. We'll get to that, but we're possibly killing people. And it's, it's a whole thing. Where are we? She basically has this monologue where she's like, we were on vacation and oh, I wanted yeah, to fuck sure, the sure, sailor sure. and I was, I was willing to risk everything. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus Christ, really, bitch? I know. That's you're, fucking nuts. How you, sociopathic is that? But you have a that kid with you? this guy. You're well, willing about, to risk, risk that too. Well, think about the kind of person she is. She's never worked. She's been, they, unfortunately it's, she has. This is what I'm talking about, Scott. No, she, <laughs> no, but listen, she's basically a fucking socialite. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She, her only job prior to this was working at a fucking art gallery. So she's accustomed to this kind of fucking life. So imagine the kind of degeneracy that could spawn out of someone who's never had a hard day in their fucking life. Well. <laughs> what? Well. Oh, oh yeah. No. My bad. I sorry. I thought you were making a southern accent. It, oh, it, it, it didn't it yeah. <laughs> I was well. a, I wasn't doing a foghorn leghorn. <laughs> well. <laughs> That's what you were doing. Well. <laughs> That's what you should have said. That's it, yeah. But yeah, so imagine the kind of degeneracy that could spawn out of that kind of brain. Anyway, so day two, Tom Cruise goes off to work and he does his fucking normal shit. That night he comes home. He gets a phone call from one of his patient's children. Yes. uh, And is called to go over there because he's perished. Which, by the way, what do you need to go off to over there for? Good question. Um, And almost, it seems to me, and this is... Well, clearly it's a rich guy, so maybe he... He would have wanted. He's trying to show face at the fucking fam's thing. No, I think it's more that 
he's a rich guy, so he gets the house call rather than okay. like I an saying. ambulance, which is impersonal and like they don't know the family. There might be we don't we don't I see what you're saying. We're, yeah, yeah. we're blue collar people. We don't we don't know what that's right. like. But I could argue that this entire set series of events could have been set in motion prior to him getting this phone call. Maybe not this phone call, but there's something that got him out that night. And it was something as urgent as him leaving his house to go to one of his patients. You're saying something that we didn't know about? I am saying something that might be going on that's subterfugal. Ta-ta. Mm. Um, I'm saying that there's a possibility that the reason why Tom Cruise was f- called, or we'll call him his real name, fine. Bill Hartman or something? Har- 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 Harford. Har- Harford. Oh, it's Harford because S- Stanley Kubrick said, uh, we need some kind, it can't be Jewish because it was originally, I told you, the book was about a Jewish guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, it can't be a Jewish guy. It's got to be like a Harrison Ford type goyim. And so Har Ford. Ford. That's funny. It really was that. Wow. So uh, he gets caught. So I'm saying that there's possibly some kind of wheels in motion already at this point, getting him out of the house. What, what was your got basis him, for yeah, that? Yeah, what would have got him out of the house? Because of a bunch of things that happen later that I'm going to get to. <laughs> so he goes to um, his uh, client's house. This scene. He's dead. He's all messed up. <laughs> he's dead. He's all messed up. But again, it's demonstrated that he's clearly a faggot. And this woman, he's pissed, by he the way, right? I now. wouldn't call him a faggot for this. Not for this. Not for we'll, this we'll one. Get there. This one is weird. Yeah. This yeah, one, this he, one I, I don't know. Like, yeah. He I takes would, this one on the chin, like, de- as you should. There's yes. a dead body in the room at the time. Right. And Let's furthermore, break. this woman is clearly disturbed. Yes. She yes. throws herself at him and is apparently in love with him. Yeah, she's. He's like, we've had like two conversations ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you don't know me. He's like, she's but like, no, but I love you. Time, oh, this is how we're talking about his daughter, the, the patient's daughter's. daughter. Yeah, but also take into account that the fact that he's fucking horned up thinking about his wife, thinking about other men right now. Yeah, they, they continually and you can play they this. Keep showing him thinking about her getting fucked by every the guys. time they show it. It's this like dreamlike sequence that's very German impressionistic, like fucking silent film era. The way they do the film. Mm. Well, I think that was actually the studio's choice because I think there was supposed to be graphic sex scenes being showed, but the the studio decided to digitally alter it hmm. to keep the NC seventeen. I feel like they probably would have digitally altered the fucking orgies they digitally altered that thing that's recurring well they they tastefully shot most of the orgy shit you don't think that he had a little bit of uh like german expressionism i mean definitely the lighting for sure yeah i i mean i get that theme throughout the movie but there it's like it looks more like it because it's like that's the time period it would look like dreamlike yeah yeah Yeah, it looks like a dream because i mean we'll see later why yeah um and so he's fucking horned up thinking about his wife pulling and other guys. Probably the only thing that can get him hard at this point because he's gay. So you'd think that he'd jump at the opportunity, especially knowing that his wife almost fucking left him and his kid a year ago. For a semen. For some fucking guy that looked at her once. This fucking bitch. Yeah, he, he, she literally described it. <laughs> he didn't it. even seem to be reciprocal in wanting to fuck her. It was just like a passing glance, like, oh. Yeah, like, hey. <laughs> hey, Sailor. <laughs> so, yeah, she throws himself at her, and, and it's very awkward. And um, he leaves. At that point, he's he seems to be, like, almost blue-balled by that, though. 
Because he heads out into the streets into the red light district kind of area of mm-hmm. New York. I mean, I don't think that's his intention, but... He is where he ends up, though. He he ends up uh, talking to a lady of the night. Right. And not just any lady of the night. A lady of the night named Domino. Who is also... Do you recognize her? Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus, Wait, who's she? She's the, like the love interest of the like the teen kid. The one that oh. the one that makes the salt rings around everybody, that one. Oh, I didn't notice. It's it's kind I mean, of funny. You, you're asking me if I recognize somebody. That's cute. That's <laughs> uh, very cute. It's just funny that we recognize her from. I actually legitimately a ch- had a hard time differentiating her from her roommate later in the movie. I'm not even bullshitting. Their faces looked the same There's, to me. I think that's deliberate. And I also think it's deliberate that Tom Cruise looks a lot like the woman who threw herself at him, who has the boyfriend. He looks a lot like Tom well, Cruise, too. Well, the haircuts, too. for sure. No, just like overall, they look a lot alike. Yeah, I think that's deliberate well, as well. one is way taller than the other. True. Because Tom Cruise is a fucking bitch. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that, like, we recognize her from, like, a Disney movie we grew up watching, and then she's like, yeah, I'm a prostitute. Yeah. Well, I mean, you see the little sister's tits in American Beauty. It's very disturbing. That's wait, that's her. Yeah. The little sister from Hocus Pocus is the girl, yes. the daughter of um, Kevin Spacey's character. Oh, Gabe's got some material for tonight. Shocked.jpg right now. <laughs> anyway. Here's my posit here, though, is that she seems to just fall upon him, but do you not see that she kind of almost recognized him? She gra- she's gravitating towards him? Gravitating towards him, possibly. I mean, I think that's how they kind of uh, make their money. Sure, but when you get in, once uh, Tom Cruise bites and gets inside her red door house, um, there's a mask in her house. I'd get into her red door if you know what I mean. There's a there's a mask in her house, and books on psychology and sociology. Devil worship. That's not what I'm trying to get at. I'm trying to say that she was trying to egg you on. Furthermore, I think her name Domino, by the way, might be some sort of symbolic between. Him, him falling? No, he. It, she's a domino in the series of events. Yeah, yeah. Him falling. Oh right, sure. I guess sure. Fine. You yeah. just say yes without even like acknowledging the things that I say. Not always. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> just Some, usually. So sometimes. No, but anyway. But my point is though, as my idea is that she was put there to ensnare him from the society that he will later be a part of. So, she's the catalyst. Well, no, she's part of it. That's why she's just a domino because okay. she she's only one small part of it. Okay. Well, she could still be the catalyst, being one small part of it. Fine, fair enough. She was the one that set everything yeah, in motion. That's what I'm saying. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I I dig what you, I'm picking up, picking up what you're putting it down. <laughs> now, before they get down and do the nasty, he gets a call from his wife. And he thinks better of it, even though it's not just because he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> but he still pays her because he's a gentleman. I know. By the way, also, I want to mention during the scene specifically, um, it, it takes he takes a point. He makes a point to point out her shitty ass Christmas tree. And um, she's got a real Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Yeah, and he's it's like, oh, that's a nice, it's a nice tree you got there. <laughs> but also, I wanted to just say comment now on um, let's let's think about the different classes that are at play here. Prostitute. All right, you're being funny, but I'm actually trying to do. I'm trying okay, to yeah, do yeah. fucking smart, big brain, fucking. <laughs> I wouldn't know film analysis that. stuff. Okay, so he is like upper upper middle class, right? Mm-hmm. So you see his house, and there at the very beginning of the movie, 
Nicole Kidman's in kind of a cramped bathroom. Remember that first scene where she's getting dressed? Where she's peeing. Yeah, where she's getting peed and he has to stand like one foot away from her. That would never be in a a super duper rich family. You know what I mean? They'd never have to share a bathroom. That's nuts. I mean, it's off the master bedroom. You share a bathroom. You're fucking picking apart my fucking... See where he's going with this. See where I'm going with this. So, But then you you compare that with where you go to the, the Ziegler house. Ziegler! Everything's got fucking massive ceilings. All of it, all of the stuff shot they in his house people, is beautiful. There's people. There's a fucking sculpture at the bottom that resembles Jacob's ladder. By the way, I want his fucking his like. Um, I'm pretty sure his staircase that he goes up to to save the hooker. By the way, is supposed to be Jacob's ladder. Mm. Yeah. I, I I um I want his fucking library like pool hall room. Dude, we'll get to that later. Sick. We have a lot to talk about with that. Okay. Later. So just okay. So just compare that to fucking prostitute's the house. prostitute's house, right? Where like there, there's hanging, like there's like laundry hanging over <laughs> the sink, bra- bras drying out. Fuck, dude, shut up! Stop texting me. Dude, fucking put your phone on airplane mode, like I do. I need to hit a fucking <laughs> drop once in a while. <laughs> you can put it on airplane mode and still do drops, right? No, it's online. I'm. A- Okay. <laughs> um, what were we just talking? This is what I'm talking about. Mike, you ruined everything. The prostitute's apartment. There's clothes hanging. Oh, yeah, bras. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well said. It but anyway, sucks. but my point though is that, and this is present in a lot of Kubrick's movies, is that the the, the idea of class divide, of and um, and so you see three different classes in this movie. You see someone who's ostensibly to us rich, uh, fucking uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah, but that's because we're prostitutes. I mean, I got bras hanging everywhere. <laughs> it's true. This bra. I literally have a bra. I use a bra to, as a mask. I use a bra to flush my teeth in the morning. Times. But um, my point though is, so th- th- there's definitely some kind of sort of dialectic going on here between the three different groups here and how they interplay. And it seems to me that as you were saying, as you were agreeing with me before, is that there's some sort of agreement between this super duper rich group people who are luring in Tom Cruise here now. Okay. And the poor people. And he has no fucking idea. To kind of pull him down to the level of the super rich fucking weird people. I am going to get to that. But also, furthermore, there's something to be said that the very poor people actually have it better than the middle class. No. That's I mean, not what I, you might have that. You maybe you can convince me on that, but that's okay. not what I was going to say. Okay, go ahead. Is that they view sex as transactional? Yeah, and also the rich people view sex as transactional and mundane, and the people in the middle, upper middle, especially like Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, they just had a huge fucking argument over theoretical fidelity. Mm-hmm. the other night so they hold that the bourgeois petit, petit bourgeois consider fidelity to be some sort of holy sacrament of sorts and um whereas the poor people consider it to being like oh this is how i make my money right right so there's definitely a dichotomy to be to be identified there so he goes to this place and then he gets a like you said he gets a phone call thinks better of it and uh, bails, and but still decides to pay her. By yeah, the way, he's a nice guy. Also, I wanted to say on the same class lines we were just talking about. Imagine how fucking nice it would be that you could literally throw away money at this fucking hooker for not he fucking her. 
He does it throughout this whole entire movie. That's what I was going to say. The whole movie, he's just throwing cash around like it's nothing. And Because um, anytime he doesn't, he's like about to not get what he wants. He's like, oh, what if oh, I sweeten the deal? What if I'm a deal? little bit richer than you? Yeah. So there's something there too. Um, so he leaves the prostitute's apartment and he happens upon the bar that his friend... The pianist happens upon this cute. The pianist um, Nick Nightingale. Nick Nightingale. I like Nightingale. the name, by the way. Nick Nightingale, who uh, sings in the night, by the way. Oh yeah, like a nightingale. Yeah. So he plays in jazz clubs. He was playing at uh, Ziggler's party, and he was like, Tom ran into him and was like, "Oh, that's I went to med school with him, but he dropped out." And then he says, "Hey, I'm playing at this club." And then Tom Cruise happens upon that later on after leaving the process. Oh, it's house. just coincidence that he was there, by the way. Well, he might have been looking for his friend. Uh, so he stops in for a drink. Sure. No, he definitely... Uh, Tom Cruise definitely stopped off of that place because he knew his friend was there. Absolutely. What well, I'm yeah, suggesting... He sees his, his name on the thing outside. What I'm suggesting is that there was no, there was no mistake... As to the reason why Nick Nightingale was playing piano at that piano at that Christmas party, he's from Seattle. What the fuck was he doing there? Mm. I know he explains it away as oh, he's, I know where the work is. Yeah, sure. But why was he hired by this elite guy who happens to be a part of an elite sex cult? I'm suggesting that there's it's possible that he was put there on purpose to entice Tom Cruise's character. Into engaging with this underbelly. Yeah, why wasn't he in a nice grunge band in Seattle instead? I mean, time-wise, yes. <laughs> time period-wise, it would make fucking perfect sense. Uh, anyway, so he stops in there, and, and Nick Nightingale seems to fucking just immediately throw the password at at Tom Cruise's cash work. Uh, I wouldn't say that, but he answers the phone in front of him and then he like writes down a fucking like, it's like a Beethoven symphony. He basically like holds up the fucking picture of Annie M to the audience, Miss Hill style. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. It's very, yeah. Uh, it, and also the word Fidelio, I mean, I believe it, it, it means fidelity, mm -hmm. which means staying true to something or staying true to your wife what? or it could be staying true to something larger. Satan. Or whatever that is, I don't. I don't want to ascribe intentions here. Anyway, so he spills that he's been several times tasked by rich people to play piano in a unknown location. At first, by the way, he mentions he doesn't know where it is, but then later he has the address he's for like, it. Like, hey, I gotta, I gotta play blindfolded guy. Also, consider the fact that in the Masons. Um, blindfolding is something you do symbolically even if you can see it's something you do symbolically to do a ritual yeah my bro we talked about this my brother is a freemason right we're gonna talk a lot more about masons later <laughs> um so he spills the beans that fucking so basically tom cruise is now going like how am i gonna get my fucking dick off i can't come from my wife i can't come from fucking hookers i'm so backed up right now i need something that's exciting this so movie he, would be really short if you just went home and jerked off like all the rest of us do not me you don't go home and jerk off nope he doesn't have to no it's not that i um play video games no i have low t <laughs> 
<laughs> that was way sadder. Really? I thought it, I thought you were gonna build yourself up and you knocked yourself down. Yeah. <laughs> I have low T. All right, I don't want to talk about that. And now you're making me sad. Moving Continue. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Fuck Scott. Jeez. Fucking killing my mood. But anyway, so he's instantly like hooked. He's like, he's like, all right, I gotta check this shit out. There are penises. We, hang on, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I know what's coming. If you gotta check this out, no, <laughs> it's not what I expected. <laughs> no, me neither. What were you thinking? He's a fag. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> well, he is a fag. I yeah. mean, that just goes yeah, without yeah, saying. Yeah, together. Um, but uh, he's like, so basically, this is his in in his mind to get into this weird. Like he thinks he's gonna bust hard from this. Oh, so he gets the, he gets a tip off from 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 Night, uh, Nightingale. By the but way, grudgingly, he doesn't want to give him the information. He begrudgingly, he like you said, he fucking basically holds it up to the camera, yeah. Miss Hill style. They'd be like, "Hey, check this out, idiot!" Yeah. Uh, he goes to someone who he assumes owns a costume slash tuxedo place. A, a former uh, patient, apparently. Had sold his costume shop. Wait, 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 wait. This is where I want to cause some fucking, some splash here. Okay. He goes to a place assuming that his client lives and works there. He buzzes the door and finds out. That the Russian guy from Snatch actually owns the shop now. And he's surprised to find out. Now my, what's the word? Inference. Inference here is that that Russian guy from Snatch. Which I haven't seen. It's a good movie. I saw Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I haven't seen If you Snatch. like that, you'll like Snatch. I'm sure. Carry on. Yeah. So the Russian guy from Snatch, um, <laughs> he was placed there by the people who were trying to get Tom Cruise to the party all along. Because it seems to be somewhat of a surprise to Tom Cruise that the guy's gone. Yeah. Almost as if he might have been there recently. Like, it seems like this doesn't make sense. I uh, said he moved to Chicago like a couple, like a year. You're taking him advice for a cover, a cover story, of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's a shitty fucking cover, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, he moved to Chicago a year ago. Yeah. Why would the Russian guy from Snatch lie? Well, because he's a human trafficker. He pimps out his daughter, daughter quote unquote. That's later. such a weird thing, too, because it's we'll like. We'll get to that later. Stop saying that. We'll get to it now. He's, <laughs> that's the end of the episode. We'll get to that later. <laughs> he's like, oh, you want a costume? And he's like, hey, I'll give you like $200 above. You're like, cool. They get in there. Well, because that. Can I just say, though, that that's very telling. By the way, can I just say, I all of this wasn't worked out prior to me getting here. Me talking it out loud has really fucking helped me yeah, get my... Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. But, um, no, but $200 is all it fucking took for this guy to sp- get out of bed and in fucking... The, in the middle of the night, reopen his costume store to get this dude an orgy costume. Right. Which is like... Even, okay, if he's not employed by these fucking, like, uh, Satan worshippers, like Scott's saying, you know what that's for, I feel like. What? You need a costume in the middle of the night, and it's like, okay, I need a tuxedo and a mask and a cloak. I don't think many people think of a, like, a I would arcane think orgy. Orgy, right away. <laughs> I know this. I think this movie put that idea in people's <laughs> heads. Yeah, no, it definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely did. did yeah. <laughs> but um, I do think that there's... Ah, whatever. Let's not get into that. But um, I was we'll just going to say, well, no, okay. let's not get into that so later. So <laughs> they sell 
uh, he's going to like he's setting him up with a costume, and then they find out that his daughter is in there with two cross dressing Asian men. Yes, from two Dunkin Japanese Donuts. businessmen yeah. from Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and uh, he calls her a little whore and sends her away. Except she smiles and goes over to him, like whispers in his ear. And what she sweet, says, sweet nothings. Is oh, is this what we're gonna the subtitles are gonna subtitle. help us out? The subtitles say this is this. That's not good. You should not have watched subtitles. You're not supposed to hear what she says at all. What I mean, she, it's not that big of a hint. Oh, it isn't. Okay, well no. let's, let's hear it. She says you want a cloak lined with ermine. Okay, which means um, which means. Cloak with ermine is what the European royals line their cloaks with. Ermine. Mm, it's okay. like a it's like a almost passed down from the Pope kind of thing. Okay. Where like the Habsburgs, you know, they're all the intern all the European royals are connected. Mm. They have certain rituals that they always do. They always line their cloaks in ermine. So the implication is that the people from very, very very high up are going to be at this party and she is very aware of what this place is mm-hmm. so she's been there mm-hmm. basically what really is more important is that she knows what's going on with him i yeah that that's actually as short of a thing as she could have said that's actually like kind of like heavy i know uh, I thought she was just like hey you want to fuck no <laughs> i thought she said you want to verbatim it's you want a cloak lined with ermine. Hmm. And that's it. But if you look into that, <laughs> you find out that that's yeah, a that's, very... that's actually pretty interesting. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yes, I saw this today while I watched the film. Anyway, so, by the way, can we just mention the um, continual uh, Alice of the Looking Glass slash uh, Wizard of Oz references? I didn't notice any Wizard of Oz references. Under the Rainbow? Oh, that's right. True. The name of the re- the place that they're at with the costume is called uh, the Rainbow, and it's under the Rainbow. Mm. And also at the very beginning of the film, the Windsor and the other girl who are trying to fuck Tom Cruise say that we're gonna f- we're going to the end of the Rainbow. That's right. True. And also, can I just say? Let me get into real tinfoil tinfoil hat area here. There is an extensive cross reference here. Of MK Ultra experiments being related to Alice in the Looking Glass, and also Alice is the name of the girl who is his the, wife, his wife, uh, Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. and she continually looks into a mirror in the film. Mm-hmm. And Alice in the Looking Glass is uh, is the actual name of Alice in Wonderland, and Alice in Wonderland imagery was used in the MK Ultra experiments. And also, Frank Baum's Oz and um, Alice Through the Looking Glass were both considered esoteric texts from Aleister Crowley. So there's like an origin of... Aleister Crowley was like a guy who was like a Elizabethan-era English court jester kind of dude. But he... He's a mad hatter, if you will. Yeah, well, he organized like these weird... Satan. He literally wrote this fucking thing about how, like, they he was like satanically connected. It, it, it look into it, folks. <laughs> but uh, no, Alistair, are you familiar with the guy? No. He um he was like a a, a guy who consulted with the Crown of England on occult matters, and uh, he was the father of basically the entire movement of like the new age movement 
You know what I mean? Where like the the whole David Lynch kind of thing, where it's like, oh, it went from being like, oh, we're we're English people worshiping, you know, Indian gods, and then we're gonna go through, oh, we're gonna do yoga now, and then we're gonna do meditation and all that kind of stuff. So he's the father of all that shit, and. So where do they get the interviewing chimp part? <laughs> Good question. Uh, That's what I want to know. But his whole thing was he was trying to start a whole new era of ritual. And he wanted to let the let the ruling elite basically lead the entire planet into a world of creating rituals and completing them. Um, in order to create a new age of psychic awareness and in touch with pagan ideals. And this is a real thing that happened in like 1899 to 1910. How did you get this deep into it? Was this all off of Wikipedia? You just clicking links like crazy? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, fucking we're, we're shows. Getting, we're swimming pretty deep here. We're at 54 minutes on the second half, so it's... Uh, <laughs> Let's get the people fucking right, well, pretty plenty, soon. There's plenty of shit to be cut out of the first part. <laughs> but it's a fact that the, that repeated uh, Oz visuals and, and fucking Alice Through the Looking Glass. Oh, dude. By the way, also, the guy who wrote Alice Through the Looking Glass was definitely a pedophile. Like, he wrote it about an unrelated girl that he was fond of. <laughs> I guess at least she wasn't related. Yeah, because he was a monk. <laughs> a monk. Quote unquote. Air quotes. Um, so he gets a cab ride to the orgy. Oh, sorry. And also, again, this is another thing where, like, there is there is some sort of class divide here where he's able to just throw money at this guy. It literally rips up money, by the way, in order to entice a hundred dollar bill. This fucking piece of shit. You know what I do for a hundred dollar bill, you motherfucker? A lot of gay shit. <laughs> a lot of gay ass shit. And so this guy's like. Fuck, I can't leave. Yeah, but that also ends ends up being a class di- divide where they're yeah. like everybody else showing up in a limo. Right. Like you I obviously. know, but that's that's exactly the point though, isn't it, Gabe? Is that he thought he was fucking flexing nuts, sorry, over this guy by fucking ripping a hundred dollar bill. When really, you know, I'm fucking wasting a hundred dollars on something retarded too. I'm like him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like him, but you know what I mean? I'm not gay. But, um, uh, but you know what I mean? But, like, it's $100 bills. And then, meanwhile, they're like, you rode a cab here. <laughs> We're just going to take a quick break from this review to put a couple shekels in our pocket. Anyway, so he says the fucking password, gets in, and, and he's wearing this fucking dumb costume. Speaking of which, I know he was going for specific imagery for the movie, but did everybody just, they were like, hey, so is there a dress code to this thing? Or uh, they're like, yeah, just um, wear a tuxedo, a black cloak, and then the creepiest fucking mask you can find. And they're like, oh, okay, I got I well, this it. Is, I'll go to iParty. This goes off to um, the book. I thought you guys would laugh at iParty. That's cute. I laughed a little bit. I, la- I laughed inside. Um, no, but this is this is the book here where he's trying to reference here. Because at the time, this, by the way, the, the, the setting of the book is actually Mardi Gras. Not uh, Christmas. Okay. So that's why they're doing the mask thing. Fat Tuesday. Exactly. It's well established that rich people at like a weird orgy are probably going to be wearing masks. Because they don't want you to know who they are. Right. I mean, later he literally says, you don't want to, I'm not going to tell you who these people are. 
Should I even get into it? What? The whole, like... I'm very interested to see what happens to this kind of thing. Purely for the people watching aspect, not for the fucking. Wait, so you would want to go to this? I would want to go just to be like, what the fuck happens at this? I have a... I, have a fr- I think they would see you looking around and be like, get out of here. You're not participating yeah. in the weird shit? <laughs> You're not eating children. You, by the way, this is also a movie toned down version of what's really going yeah, on. In these yeah, fucked yeah, up yeah. Things, you know. Well, I have a, I have a friend who she's been to like the sex clubs and shit, and I was like, what, like, what the fuck happened? Those are those midwestern things? fat people. They the, are not a threat. Those, <laughs> the ones that I'm talking about were apparently in Rhode Island, and it's not the point. Is the it, way she describes them is obviously it's not like, the same. They're people like us who go to have sex in a club versus. People who are literally doing a satanic ritual. I'm comparing them because it's like the oddness of it. I, I'm more interested in the human aspect than I am the ritual aspect. Well, I, I want to point this out is that I think that there is something to be said here. That and I'm- also, let me bring up, not to fuck, just to watch like how the weird well, interactions me, me, go. He's happily me, married. Sure, you're going to morally judge the people at this party, right? Not morally judge, but it's. I mean, it's a I, weird, am, I It's am. a weird fucking thing. Okay, sure, sure, but you're going to judge them. But I think what this movie is trying to say is that you came to see a movie about this, though. Per. That's not necessarily what it's saying, but it's like. It mirrors back at you is that you're almost voyeuring. Yeah, sure. You're voyeuring this fucked up thing. Mm-hmm. Is that not reverberating with you, Gabe? <laughs> I guess you were forced to watch this movie. It's not like you were like. No, no, oh. I would have watched it anyway just because I like Kubrick. Yeah, I, I will eventually watch all. But of But I think movies. the idea He's is only that- got thirteen. That at, at at one point you, you could easily be like, well, whoa, what the fuck is with these crazy weird rich people? But at the same time, it's like, oh, here you are, literally. The at the time of this movie came out, the only way you could see it was in the theater. You had to pay to go see it in a theater and see fucking Nicole Kidman's ass, mm, flat small, ass. Small yeah, there was an epidemic in the nineties, huh? All like white bitches with flat asses. She has weird tits too. They're Pancake not. asses, man. It sucks. I know, like how they like put her in that like in the the, the argument scene. They put her in that like mesh top, yeah. and it's like you look like shit. Like, what are you doing, dude? You look like a small boy. Yeah. Well, Mo- most of the women in this movie. Why do you think he's with her? Yeah. Why do you think? Well, furthermore, why do you think? That she might be prized in that kind of circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of the women at the at the party too. The naked yeah, they're not women, my type. I'll tell you that much. They're very skinny. Yeah, and not anorexic, but at least bulimic. Well, they're definitely like the the kind of LA model look. You know what I mean? It's, Where it's, like they're they're more wear they're more bred to wear clothes than get fucked. Yeah, I like a little bit more to grab onto. Same here. So he walks around and he very voyeuristic. And also another thing, I, I think that there is a certain dichotomy here where I think that even though Tom Cruise's character is like pretty alienatingly weird gay character, I think Kubrick in, intended for him to be like the audience insert because he's supposed to be the kind of guy, like guy about town. Like he thinks he's on the up and up. Like us, we're in America. We're going to make something of ourselves someday. He's not conscious of the fact that he's latently gay. Right. 
Exactly. And furthermore, he's a perfect conduit for us to experience this fucking insane shit. Yeah. Agreed. There's a notable scene where they show a man and a man dancing, and one of them's wearing a dress, and then a woman and a woman dressing, and one of them's wearing a tuxedo. Um, I don't remember that scene. Yeah, I think that was very symbolic in the sense... Yeah, whatever. I don't want to necessarily explore those ends. It's a little bit homophobic. But um, <laughs> we support everybody. LGBTQ. RS. Not IRA. Fuck you guys. You I guys like the are... I'm a big fan of the IRA. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one? It's okay. Yes. <laughs> anyway. But that's right before his his jig is up, and he's been re- he's been warned twice by uh, this enigmatic woman, this in the masked mask. woman woman who I thought initially was Nicole Kidman. No, this woman's tits were much bigger. Yeah, I thought also it was she's dead a giveaway. brunette. She's a brunette. That was what well, it took know. for me. Wait, you know, I was saying this I didn't, to I didn't, Julia. I didn't see the, the, the hair. I, didn't, I don't remember. She had brunette hair. But I was saying this to Julia the other day. I was talking about the Lost Highway episode mm-hmm. and how you guys were so shocked that I didn't realize that it was the same woman. But I was like, well, she had different color eyes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm retarded and autistic. And I fucking just go, blue eyes, brown hair. That's the woman. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't even do that. I rarely look at the color of someone's eyes. I've been friends with Don for years. Now I'm looking at his eyes right now. He has brown eyes, but I don't know. I wouldn't know that if you would ask me. We all me, have brown eyes. Gabe, though. you've looked at my brown eye before. Don't even front. <laughs> That's Many different. Times. Many times. But I'm saying like we've all been friends with each other for years, mm-hmm. and I if you would ask me off the cuff what someone, unless they had like blue eyes where it's like they distinguish themselves. I wouldn't be like, oh, he has green eyes. Oh, he way. has brown eyes. I'm the same it's way. not something I focus on. I just noticed those kind of characteristics before I do actual Anything face else? contours. Face contours. Right. I mean, it's just a little bit more of a sensual art, and I'm not for that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, though, um, he's that's worn not multiple what I times <laughs> yes, by this. I'm happily married. He's warned, uh, warned multiple times by this masked woman. Should we say who it is, or should we? we'll get to that? Oh God. <laughs> I thought you would say that. It doesn't need to be said right now. It's it's a mystery woman. To him, it was a mystery. But are we going to go through the whole thing? I mean, you kind of have to just say that apart. She... There's no really other way to do it. Anyway, so the point is is that he blows his cover, basically. So he's brought in front of the entire party. And the guy who is in head, in head of the whole thing, by the way... Behind him is a Masonic image of two eagles facing the other way. Albanians did it. The image of two two eagles heads facing opposite means good and evil. Mm-hmm. And it's a Masonic image. Okay. And also, by the way, there's continual images during the scene of pillars and people being between pillars. And also the very first scene in this movie is Nicole Kidman between two pillars. So it's almost inviting you between the two pillars. And the Masonic imagery of pillars is that if you cross between the two pillars, you become enlightened. Or you become closer to the truth. So every time the film goes through more pillars, mm-hmm. I believe it's trying to convey more true shit to you. But, all right, well, anyway. Um, <laughs> Scott's getting mad that I'm not like, whoa, the pillars, dog? <laughs> These yeah. pillars are sick! I was rolling my eyes from the other room. Oh. <laughs> I, I just, I, I appreciate where you're going. But 
All right. And so she throws herself at the feet of the of the society in order to forgive him for his intrusion without being asked. I uh, I was joking with Cherry and she kept on cringing every time I did it. I was like cuz she says she's going to redeem him and I was like, "You know what that means?" And she's like, "What?" And I'm like Redeeming the shit out of him. I don't get what you're saying. You're filthy. But she's gonna suck his dick. She's gonna. Do she's some sucking skiing. all those dicks. Oh. I'm sure she was anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but she's literally a fucking fuck puppet. Yeah. Actually, no. Most of those masks had. You know how like they they kissed and it would be like mask on mask. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of pure. That's all that all that's going on there is fucking. Oh yeah, totally. That's so pure. And also, by the way, they only have one partner the whole night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, based on that whole like matchup thing going on, I'm sure no. the night the night ended after the uh, the initial one act. fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was, Do you see my sarcasm here? I was actually laughing because like a lot of the times when they're showing like the sex in there, it's like the people aren't even lined up properly to be actually having sex. You know, they're like walking through like the mansion. Oh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. But I, I mean, a lot of part movies of it, are kind of, of guilty. Also, I mean, I think a part of it is also the idea that you're in the presence of sex. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Where you're doing this whole weird gay, like, you know, ritual thing. It's a pantomime. It's more importantly, you're acting out some sort of big, bigger thing rather than you actually busting. It's not about you coming that night. It's really about you guys all went to a party where there was like ritual mm. sex. The transgression was enough. Right. Gotcha. Neither of you guys thought that that could be Nicole Kidman in the mask that was warning it. I thought it could be. But I then thought I, it could be, but then later it's confirmed that it isn't. Yeah, I thought that was a diversionary tactic that he did on purpose. Well, definitely Nicole Kidman was there that night. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's get real here. But, um, I, but I definitely inferred that. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, so he is outed by the guy. Also, he is shown smacking down a stick with a white ball on the end uh, repeatedly and uh, British accents, which I think is to denote European nobly. Okay. Because, I mean, like, the guy's British. I mean, they're in New York. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, it's got somebody who's high up over there. Clearly, that Hungarian guy was there that was at the Ziegler party. But the guy's br- accent was British, though. No, but I'm saying, like, to add to it. <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, this is happening all over. It's just not new, just New York. So, Tom, This is a big thing. Right, this is bigger than just New York. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Tom Cruise leaves, and... Uh, what happened to his cab driver? Did they... Uh... No, he went home with him. Okay. They showed him in the backseat of a car. I'm assuming it's the same cab. Not everybody uh, left I mean, maybe, maybe he fucking got another cab. I don't know. He was out in the... He was out in the supposed uh, upstate New York there in the country. Somehow I don't think it matters. <laughs> no, probably not. That's why I was trying to. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. He comes home that night, and uh, his wife is... Uh, Awoken uh, by, like, she's having a bad dream, and he wakes her up. He wakes her up, but she's she's horribly actingly cackling about... And she reveals that she was having a dream about getting fucked about a bunch of guys. and Not just what, getting fucked. I want to see how she... She enunciates it a certain way, and it really pisses me off. She's like... 
fucking. I she says it a very specific I was way. Fucking all these guys. But she like she like really pops the K, and I was like, why are you saying it like that? Well, she, why are you enunciating fucking? Okay. She's from Australia, and she had to have a linguistic coach to even speak in an American accent. So she just failed. Otherwise, everything would be shrimp on a Barbie. Right, but she also failed horribly. Gabe, you also just said enunciate, so. <laughs> but how do you say it? Enunciate. enunciate. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, we weren't really trying we're to get dig you, on you. We're going to get you a dialect coach real soon. Yeah, yeah. My point, I did though, have trouble speaking when I was a kid. I my point, up though, <laughs> is, though, is that she, it, it's not a failing in terms of, it's it, just that she sucks at acting. Yeah, yeah. Right, let's go with that. Let's just, and let's, it's yeah. fine. Beginning it's and fine. end of our yeah. problems. Every time that the ball gets rolling, and this is a continual thing in the movie, she she's in there with a scene, and I'm like, wow, I fucking completely derailed the like. The, really, the that train. much? It's it brings me out. It of doesn't it. distract she's me so much, not but she good sucks. at all. Yeah. But yeah, it didn't ruin the movie at all. To me, more me. to me more knowing that they were dated, they were married, and that they this was a real. Uh, that does add something to it. To so me, that's that. what the whole drama was. I didn't even know that until you guys and brought that also, up. And also, furthermore, I've heard that Kubrick made it very difficult on them, meaning that they would, like, they, he would leave them, like, separate for, like, 12 hours at a time in a room mm-hmm. and then make them act like that. And so you can kind of see some of that in that argument. He made that them scene. get he made them get a divorce basically. Is what you're saying? I've literally heard that argument from conspiracy <laughs> people like hey, he got a good performance out of one of them. <laughs> I mean, kind of. It was kind it. of like a four I mean, it's not it's like a it's like an apt performance for this movie, but like in a traditional sense, it's not a great performance. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I thought Tom Cruise I thought did, did well fine. in this. I, did fine. I think it's it's fine, but at the same time, it's, it's also fine. like it's also Tom Cruise to so fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it seems I mean, a it's little. No, it's no Top it Gun. Seems is that little, what you're saying? It seems a it seems a little eighties though. It seems a little bit of a dated eight uh, performance. You know what I mean? All right, but well, fuck it. It's fine. It doesn't matter. So yeah, so he comes home and and she describes to him her sex dream about getting fucked by mad guys, and he Yo. contemplates the idea that she could be in a situation like the one that he was in tonight, and that blows his fucking gay mind. <laughs> what happens the next day? Actually, he tries to find out what happened to his pianist friend Nick Nightingale. Oh right, and the gay guy flirts with him. Yeah, the reception. And by the way, I think the reason that this is is because he shows up to a hotel and goes, "Hey, where's my friend so and so?" Yeah, male, right? Name. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, uh, really? You want a raging clue?" Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've got a raging clue, and uh, it's revealed that he was. I mean, like, just watch the movie. I'm not gonna fucking walk walk yeah. the audience. You're supposed to hold your fucking hand the whole time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but anyway, Scott, so told, he, Scott told you about the pillars. Come on. Yeah, I mean, come on, everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna fucking yeah. Yeah. Really. Do you, do you want to just stop here, what do you, or do you, you want to continue? Do 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 we want to walk let's them not through everything? Go to, to too much more minutia, but you, let's cover the rest of the plot. Okay, right, okay, that's what okay, I was okay, saying. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Nick seems to be ushered away by the secret society. 
Um, end of discussion. <laughs> and, and he won't leave it at that, by the way. What did he do after that exactly? Um, he went up to the mansion to see... Oh, right. He goes up to the mansion. They hand him a fucking piece of paper being like, don't look into this anymore. It's but, an I mean, intimidating letter not, to be how like... How could that not make you want more to look into it, though? I don't think that's the their intention. I think their intention is like, hey, like we know that you've been asking around... Don't fucking ask around anymore. Like, end it right now. Or, like, or else. That's fine, but as revealed... So he gets trailed by a fucking bald guy, and he finds out... That dude's really menacing. Yeah, he is. Yeah, like, who is that Just guy? him walking... Yeah, just him walking. Even, he doesn't even really look at him. He doesn't do much. And he's much. horrifying, yeah. Very unsettling. You know what he reminds me of is the fat bald Cenobite from fucking um from Hellraiser. Fucking Hellraiser. <laughs> yes. I mean sure. headwise. He, <laughs> he has balls. Yeah. He's just walking around in a trench coat and he's just so fucking menacing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Also, oh, this is one other thing I noticed just today is that in the our news article about Mandy dying, it says twice, two lines in a row, it says it's inconclusive as to whether there was anyone else in her apartment. It was inconclusive as as if there was anyone else in her apartment. Oh, the, line, the line repeats? It literally repeats uh. right after itself. I paused it to, to check. Mm. Uh, so, and, and you could perhaps maybe say just that, a lazy prop department, perhaps. <laughs> and furthermore, also, I was thinking maybe that was his brain going, "Oh my god, this is the line." You know what it's showing? That scares me. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. No, it's a glitch in the Matrix. <gasps> oh my god! Someone changed something. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I, I saw it actually as um, him being like, he read it twice and mm-hmm. it visually, because it's almost like a dream. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you think something, it visually happens in your dream. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, that's one where I think you might be reaching. It showed it twice, right? <laughs> I mean, the hat, I mean, maybe it isn't deliberate. I guess it could be a blooper <laughs> in a Kubrick movie, but. Never know. Either way. So anyway, so he's on. T- so he goes over to the the morgue to check to see if it's the same Mandy that he revived during Ziggler's initial party, and it was. Yeah. Here's the here's the point where we can skip over some bullshit because this is like some a little bit of a filler scene because I think what he was trying to do was the heart of the movie, like literally the center of the movie was that scene like the orgy mm-hmm. and it was right in the middle of the literally like time wise it was right in the middle of the movie i, I checked because i i had to like i don't know probably took a leak or something like that yeah. and i was like fuck there's like an hour fucking left of this right but my point though is that i think there's a little bit of padding here on the end here in order to create the for honestly for how long of a movie it is it doesn't seem like that it doesn't long. seem like that long it i feel like way through most of the stuff is useful in there yeah as far as building the story and putting stuff like yeah i don't sit there going like why did he do this there's there's one specific shot in the whole entire thing that i can pick at and say i don't know why he did that which one when he goes back home and his mask is on oh, whoop, whoop, his pillow. Very important. Let's get to that. So his mask is on his pillow. They show wait, that. Wait, we didn't talk about the Ziggler scene, though. It's important. No, I know that. But I'm 
let me just get this because otherwise I'll forget. No, you won't because I'm going to bring it up. Okay. Fine. So anyway, Ziggler calls him. He goes over to Ziggler's house and Ziggler goes, um, hey, dude, I know you were at the fucking party. I'm a part of it, and you have no idea how big this is. This is nuts. You are way out of your fucking element. And Tom Cruise is like, okay, fine, but do you realize that, like, this has been a huge thing? People are dead now. Now, Mandy, that character Mandy is now dead. And he's suspecting there's something wrong with his friend he's Nick. Th- well, he's thinking Nick's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Because Nick left. Uh, the gay guy hitting on him, he said that he left punched in the face and away with two scary men the kind you wouldn't want to play around with if you know what i mean and ziggler basically ziggler basically goes that. he basically goes like nick's fine he's back in seattle which is possible but also it casts so much doubt because all the subterfuge that's going going on well so far. E- everything that he says is is definitely plausible, but you're also like, there's more to this whole situation. Definitely, Because he also says that Mandy overdosed because she's a fucking junkie. I mean, definitely she could. That's the thing. That's the thing that's so fucked. And he claims that the entire charade, right up from the very moment that he walked in the door, that he she would go up to him and say, hey, don't. Te- d- you need to get out of here. That whole thing was just to scare him, which kind of checks out. Because think about it. Earlier in the movie, a Windsor was trying to fuck uh, Tom Cruise, and also a guy who's super rich, who's connected to this Ziggler guy, who's evidently connected to this fucking sex cult. Ziggler can get dirt on Nicole Kidman, and this fucking model girl can get dirt on fucking Tom Cruise. This is how intelligence operates, by the way, is that they just fuck you and then they go, oh, I can just, now we can use it to leverage to do something for within your realm of influence. Tom Cruise is like basically saying, is saying like, oh, I think you killed Mandy, the girl who threw herself. It's confirmed from Ziggler that she was the girl that he saved earlier that was the one that uh like there was any doubt but yeah i mean obviously yeah but it's confirmed though and he hand hands wipes it away as being like oh she was a junkie but he's but i mean that idea is still in your head yeah that she was maybe killed and uh he goes oh it's all bullshit we're just trying to show you that you can't ever tell about this he ends up going home. He ends up... Oh, yeah. So this is the scene you were talking so about. So this is the scene so I was talking about. Home. So he ends up going home. And they specifically show the mask on his pillow next to his sleeping wife. Now this... To Why me, did they show it before? They should have showed it as the shock value. So they should have only showed it the once when he walks in there. And then he sees it. For some reason, they show it before he even gets in the room. Oh, did they? That was kind of like... it. It kind of took away I from the shock the, value I, of hey, Gabe, seeing the mask. This just popped in my head. Yeah. But maybe the idea was to differentiate that it was there when he wasn't in the room. Because if he was there, it could have been a dream. perspective. Yeah. You, is that what you're thinking? That's what I'm now thinking. Just now. It's popped in my head. Because I feel like... the if it, was, if it was there before he walked in the room, there's no way his brain thought yeah. it up. That confirms its reality. Okay. So to me, this says two things. Number one, two possible optional things. Mm -hmm. Number one, um, that they broke in the room 
and put the mask there to spook him and to be like, do not tell. That's see, that's not even how I take it because I definitely take it that Kidman's involved in fucked up shit. Well, that's what I think too. And I think that's why he wants to. As soon as he sees it, he's like, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna spill the beans." My wife fucks. My wife fucks all these guys. She's like Ernest. She's just like Ernest. (laughs) I don't know. I guess you could take it how how you're saying, but do you know what I'm saying? Where where like it's better to have that shock where you're like, "Oh shit, you're finding out." I understand from a filmmaking. You're finding out with the character, or I can see where in terms of thematic perspective, you uh, your point. But I do think that the fact that he established that it definitely was real and not just in the mind of Tom Cruise, because there's a lot of shit that happens in this movie that may or may not be real. There's also something to knowing something before a character knows it. So you're like, oh right. shit, and then you're on edge. Like he's gonna come. It's gonna happen. You know, he's gonna see it. Gonna happen. That's that was the like I said. I'm nitpicking at this point because there's not much that I can really say like, oh, that was bad. Mm -hmm. And that was like, it wasn't even bad. It's just, I didn't understand why I thought it was a wasted shot. Odd choice. You thought. Yes. Sure. Fair enough. I mean, he didn't, I mean, he usually, he edits a lot longer than he did for this movie. Wrong. Am I right, Don? No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Anyway. So he comes home, sees the mask. And by the way, he does the exact hand position on his chest that is the uh, Masonic I swear not to tell about this hand gesture. Hand over heart? Hand over heart but finger up. He puts his hand right over his heart and finger up and that's specifically what you have to do while you're doing your fucking Masonic rituals. Hmm. Uh, I do think that was deliberate. Um, anyway, so he comes clean to his wife. They kind of commiserate on it. And she seems almost disappointed a little bit. This, I mean, maybe it's just her shitty It's her shitty act. Seems almost like a non-reaction a little bit. Right. It's almost like... Uh, and also... Well, like, maybe, maybe because the initial shock was when she was there and saw him. Right. right. And the final scene in the demo, Denouement... Um, it shows them walking through their Christmas shopping. Their Christmas shopping, and there's this. By the way, notably, there's a toy that doesn't exist called the Magic Circle on the floor. There. Uh, What's that in reference to? A magic. Well, there was a magic circle at the party, wasn't there? The one with the he goes and he's like making the incense go around and stuff. Mm. That circle. Mm. Oh, well, we didn't even talk about the fact that Kikeberg is probably probably the fucking the, the headmister guy. You think so? I do because that scene where he's he's con- conversing with him in front of the pool table, red floor, like the like the scene, and he's got a long stick with a white ball. Yeah, because he's fucking around with the cue ball. Right. But he keeps going. Do you remember he kept going? Okay, stop doing that. All right, I'm done. But you remember he kept yes, going tap, 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 tap. I do. In the scene. I believe that. That's that interesting. Was, yeah. I think that's him. But and we all it's know. worth noting that it's Martin Hume. Do you know who that is? No. He's the, the camera operator for Kubrick. He's what? his main guy. He's British. He's his main dude. He's been going since since um, 
A Clockwork Orange. He's been in every. He's been the camera operator for all of them. He was also in Barry Lyndon as. Oh, you're t- I, he's not the camera operator. I know who you're talking about though. He was, oh, he's him. The, that, that guy. That guy. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. He was like a, an assistant for The Shining, and he was like an yes. assistant on almost everything. That's the voice of the the head guy. Oh. So they use yeah. the different voices. What you're saying? It's yes, but I believe the guy to be actually in reality. Yeah. What's his name? Ziggler. Yeah. Well. It would make sense because we all know Jews Ziggler are evil. Was, well, that too. But also Ziggler was, the, he admitted to can being we, there. Can we get one of these in? We haven't in a while. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Thank you. All right. Um, so anyway, during the scene, they kind of reconcile and, uh, and, and, and Nicole Kidman says that their eyes are now open forever. Mm-hmm. And at the exact moment, their child is abducted. Did you not Wait, see that? No. Oh my god! The two. I actually found out about this because I was reading the like reading shit on on Wikipedia, and I was like, I didn't even catch that last part. But they, they're not paying attention who to their were kids. At the part they weren't paying attention, obviously, because they're focusing on each other. They're the two two guys who were at the party in the initial scene are there, and they go, "Come on!" And then the waiter guy who ushers him upstairs. During the dead prostitute scene or the the overdose prostitute scene, mm-hmm. goes like, "Okay, come on," and pushes her along too. Really? So my implication here is that Nicole Kidman has been trial trafficked, like she is a fucking pawn of this to get him into it, and that they unwittingly, not unwittingly, wittingly, actually, I should say, usher their kid into the system. What the fuck? You never noticed that before? I never noticed that. It's kind of overt when you go back, when you know you're looking for it. Yeah. I, they literally I only like, read about it like, is the only like, reason I know. Like that. And then she doesn't, they literally don't look. Yeah, I've seen this twice. I've never even noticed that. It's fucking insane. I'm going to look up the scene again on YouTube. Look it up, folks. Because that like changes everything almost. I know. Wow. That's what I was saying. The whole thing is him being initiated into the cult. His tinfoil yarmulke is not looking so crazy now, is it? Mm. It's fucked, dude. He's... And he died six days later. (laughs) He knows, and he didn't even want to talk about it. All right, so let's, uh, let's get into the reviews now. Okay, so despite all that stuff, I really liked all that fucking symbolism shit i like this movie i don't love this movie i i i really again i've talked to this about the many times i don't really like the 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 fucking the sex stuff it's boring and fucking tried to me unless it means something like that fucking uncomfortable sex in fucking lost highway or something i think it's a lazy filmmaking technique Honestly. We're just using sex to bring someone in. I mean, I feel like it's a pretty pivotal part of this yeah, whole fucking really. movie. Yeah, really. I don't. Th- I, I would never say he's just being exploited. Well, no, I don't think he's being exploited. If I just that's kind of the argument you were making. I no, think. I'm just saying. I I just wish that they you, said, you didn't want to watch said, this movie with your wife because of the she sex didn't scenes. watch it with me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Either way, though. But it's like. It's about satanic fucking orgies. It's like, there's going to be fucking... Listen, I have certain things I don't like. Gabe, you didn't like the fucking music in Lost Highway. I don't know what to tell you here. It wasn't good. Fuck you. I don't like the sex. It's disgusting. 
<laughs> you thought Helga was flicking the bean for Arnold. You yeah, sick Jesus fuck. Christ. Why do you guys keep on bringing that up? I've already been the weirdest, the weirdest thing you've ever said. Yeah. Um, I, and again, that, that's my feeling. I, I, I don't actually necessarily think it's as a non-artful. I think that it was my personal taste that doesn't like except, okay, exceptional sex fair. stuff. We can't argue okay. with that. Continue. Um, the acting is very hit or miss. Oh wait, we also didn't mention the fucking Russian guy was pimping out his daughter, which yeah, leads, you know he did. You mentioned it. Well, okay, fine. But more importantly, that leads me more to believe that he the was child an under sex ring, right? The child sex. There was ring. a whole specific scene where Tom Tom Cruise is like, "Wait a second, weren't you going to call the police on these guys like like last night?" And he's right. like, oh, "There's been other arrangements." Right, 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 right. So I think that, that that's what leads me more to believe that he's an employee of the fuck people. That I definitely saw even before you got into all this crazy, crazy shit. Yeah. That I was like, what? What? Yeah. Because that's weird. Yeah, I know. Uh, in terms of the storytelling of this movie, uh, there's something extremely poignant to be said about the bourgeois idea of relationships versus the upper class and lower class kind of how Kubrick almost challenges the average Joe who walks into this the the theater or you know DVD download or whatever the fuck it is to be like I oh, bought this movie legally you did with money oh really my yes Oh, oh um, right, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But my point is, though, is that he challenges the viewer to question every thought they thought about sexual relationships and marriage and all this monogamy. stuff. Monogamy. Marriage. And, but also, I, 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 I do think that there's something the to be. Though. No, I don't. It just sounded stupid. Princess Bride. Oh, no. Uh, or whatever. Um, I just thought that I thought that maybe um, he's trying to present he, again to the bourgeois. Not even bourgeois. I don't want to say bourgeois because it's not accurate. Because bourgeois is the idea that it's you're you're slightly more advantaged than other people. But I mean, like the the Joe Sixpack. It's trying to show the movie to Joe Sixpack and be like, be like, you know, the way you think about love and marriage, it doesn't Sorry. apply to anyone else. You are alone in your world, and people at the top and the bottom are fucking completely degenerate. <laughs> I like this movie a lot. Um, again, uh, Gabe, what you were saying with us talking about it is like there's a lot involved in this movie. There's so it much wasn't baked a, into it. It wasn't a lazy, like lazily made movie. And again, uh, anyway, so and again, Gabe, you were saying that her acting is fucking dog shit. But I almost think that she was chosen more for the dynamic that they would create between Tom Cruise and his wife. And you mentioned that, and that's actually a very interesting way to look about it. Because I really think that that's more because more there's that point, real more important than that real fucking tension right. that's actually in the movie. Right, and she sucks. You're right. She's fucking horrible. So I don't know what else is. this movie is so fucking layered and I can watch it like 10 more times and get more shit out of it than I did this time. So I'm going to give this a nice middle of 10 and five. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 7.5. Mm. That's fair. I mm -hmm. liked this movie. There was no point besides the points where I'm like, Ugh, her gross flat ass where I wasn't enjoying it. And um, 
Yeah, 7.5. Go ahead, Gabe. I'm not going to dither too much because I've, I've really already mentioned the criticisms that I've had with the movie. Overall, it's, it's shot very well. It looks nice. Obviously, very layered, very well thought out. Uh, I thought Tom Cruise did a good job. I, I'm not... I'm not crazy for Tom Cruise, but I don't have a disdain for him. Same. But I think he does... Exactly the same, in fact. He, he does a serviceable and, I would say, good job he in this movie. He plays his role in this movie. He's suited for the role that he Right, plays. yeah. Um, the only person that like I really don't like is Kidman. She I, sucks dick. I, I'm not going to say it anymore, but um, I think you're pretty much on the money, Scott. Uh, I, don't, I don't love this movie. It would probably rank as far as the ones... The movies, Kubrick movies that I have seen, it would probably rank on the on the lower end. Mm-hmm. But, but he's so good, though. Yeah. He, by the way, seven point five does rank at the lower end of yeah. my opinion of his movies. Exactly. By the way, I I haven't seen a Kubrick movie. I that, think the only one that I don't like more than this is <sighs> fucking uh, Paths of Glory. Really? I think I like Paths of Glory better than I that. liked Paths of Glory, yeah. but I like this better. That's a more old school Hollywood movie. That's yeah, a completely definitely. different animal. De- completely. I agree with that. I'm also like a fucking World War One junkie. Uh as far as like I I, I like I the subject like I like the subject matter. Uh this is very deep, but I'm not gonna do there anymore. It's it's gonna get a seven from me. A good movie, not it's not wouldn't be a Kubrick movie that I would recommend, but if somebody likes Kubrick, I would say, hey, that's you can you check, that check that one out. You should check that one out, yeah. But it wouldn't be the first one I would recommend. Probably, honestly, for the lay movie person, I'd probably recommend like Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. I feel like that's more a wider uh, audience. I guess Shining would probably be the one that I recommend. That's a great one too, but I'm just I'm just saying when it's, it's more, kinda hard to recommend. <laughs> it's yeah. I'm saying what's what's most appealing to a wider audience. Because like two thousand one Space Odyssey is oh, really yeah. good. I, I but you wouldn't you don't recommend that to anybody that unless they're like they're into cinema. Yeah. We'll uh, we we should do that on the podcast. We're doing it that soon. What the fuck are we gonna say about? Oh, I mean, guess we can fucking dig into all the fucking theories and symbolism yeah. in it. I guess uh, episode two hundred. Better than talking about coronavirus. Episode two hundred. All right. <laughs> all right. My turn. Yep. Um. There's absolutely nothing more that needs to be said about this movie. Seven out of ten. <laughs> Seriously, I'm okay with you saying that. And, and I had a theory of what this movie is about, and then you told me that that twist at the end that I never saw and it called everything into question and I think what you said was very close to my feeling and my theory about Mm -hmm. what the movie is about so I'm gonna leave it at that 7 out of 10 (laughs) now now I'm intrigued like what was the difference that you had yeah what was the difference hold on I was texting somebody about this movie and I'll tell you what I said I think each character is being forced to subdue a carnal desire, Kidman's desire for polyamory and Cruz's desire to explore his latent homosexual urges. In the end, both characters are acknowledging that in electing to take up a life of monogamous marital normalcy, they are agreeing to shut out their true desires. The idea of having their eyes wide shut is a paradox, just as monogamy in the human animal is in reality a paradoxical. In the end, their eyes are open to what they truly desire, yet they are at once willfully shutting out the desire and not allowing themselves to succumb to it. I don't disagree with that's, anything that's, in context. That's pretty with, well thought out, especially uh, without knowing the the very end part. Yeah, so that's 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 my feeling. I don't Seven disagree with that either. Actually, yeah, we're both right. We're all right, <laughs> and we're all wrong, and that's the beauty of Kubrick. Yeah, I love him. Dude. <laughs> I love him. He's Let's, my favorite filmmaker, and 
I, I have to say, there's, there's, <laughs> he really there's is, generally dude. nothing he can do that's wrong. And thankfully, he's dead, so he can't ruin when I think about it. I know. Him. They killed him for this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's, let's plug and get out. This is a uh, uh, fucking follow me on Instagram, Matt Scholars at Abrams. <laughs> Gabe at Cheap Guitar Cheap Charles. YouTube.com slash Cinemapocalypse Now. Shoot us an email at Cinemapocalypse Now at gmail.com. And uh, be gay to yourselves and each other. And kill yourself. Because now we're living anymore. Bye-bye. Oh, no, I thought, uh, I think the last thing he made, this was the, he bought it right. No, I could be wrong. I'm retarded. Cut that. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The presence of two pillars is the idea that, are, are you going to sit stop? Can we just wait till Don's back if you're going to? What? I thought you were tapping out. No, I'm just not that into. Let's get going. Let's get rolling. Did we did like fucking 20 minutes in the first half? No, we didn't. We did 54. I know, but most of it was shit. <laughs> We've been digging deep into this from beginning to end. Okay. I know this should have been most of the episode. It's going to be. I know. I'm aware. We'll get into it, and we'll get into later. I'll get into why she was chosen later. And we're going to loop back on all this Freudian shit later. Well, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll talk about it then. Yeah, we'll get to it later. Killing people, we'll get to that. Because of a bunch of things that happen later that I'm going to get to. We'll get to that later. We have a lot to talk about with that later. I am going to get to that. Right, we're going to talk a lot more about Masons later. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that. Oh, God. I don't know. We'll get to that. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut out so many. We'll, we'll get to that. Super cut of that. That'd be fucking great at the end. <laughs> by the way, it. it's gonna be great right. at the end. Yeah, come on. <laughs>